How is everyone doing out there? This is the fourth episode of Cooper's Chalk Talk. Today we're going to be talking about a ketamine-like nasal spray that the FDA just approved, which is just a cousin of the Special K drug, you know, kind of a rave drug that was that was really, really popular back in the day. Um, still getting some popularity out there, but it's kind of crazy that the FDA actually approved something that's related to that ketamine family, um, especially the indications for depression. So pretty interesting. So I'm going to go over some of the stuff that kind of they're going over as far as why it got approved and also what it kind of goes through and helps you with as well as kind of the the shocking side effects you you look at some of these drugs and the side effects of them are pretty wild so going to talk about that a little bit and then the next portion I want to talk about college basketball rankings um, the top 25 all kinds of crazy stuff great game tonight with Duke and Wake Forest really Wake Forest had the ball bounce about every way off the rim just missing a crazy upset Duke was like a 23 point favorite so kind of crazy to see it come down to that close and then I just want to hit on some some of the de- um, the defensive guys that are going to free agents. Um, Eric Weedle, the wide, uh, the safety for the Ravens on the chopping block. He looks like he's going to be a free agent. Um, Mosley, a linebacker for the Ravens, looks like he's going to be a free agent. Strong safety lining Collins is going to be a free agent. So all kinds of wild stuff going on in free agency for the NFL. So going to kind of wrap up with that as it's pretty interesting. It's kind of shaking out to be a very, very interesting kickoff to NFL free agency. I think there's going to be a lot of splash names as soon as that gets kicked off like Nick Foles signing with you know from what it sounds like Jacksonville so so a lot of good stuff so we're going to talk about that just as we wrap up the episode but to kick things off, I wanted to talk about actual Special K, the drug. And if you guys aren't familiar with it, Special K is it, it's known as um, ketamine. Ketamine is a very powerful anesthetic that can that usually can cause you some harm. Um, but the kind of thing that it's most known for is giving you an out of body experience. So that was the big thing that that you know, especially in the raves, you kind of take this thing and it's you're from from what it says on. I've never taken it, so um, I can't give you a personal experience. But from the the understanding of kind of reading through just the different profiles of it and what people talk about it is you kind of like are like floating above your body so you know obviously at a rave it's kind of wild you know you're kind of floating above yourself kind of seeing yourself in this in this kind of trance like state so so pretty interesting to hear that the fda is approving a drug that's actually a basically a cousin of the that uh that actual family so um so that way you kind of have a backstory of what special k is special k that's the that's the kind of the street name of what ketamine is um so going through the actual food and drug administration approval of um this is a i think it's gonna be a johnson and johnson approval if i'm not mistaken which it's kind of rowdy johnson johnson Johnson's been in the news, you know, they had the baby powder thing that went happened um, as far as, you know, causing causing different kinds of cancers and, you know, skin cancer, vaginal cancer, all this kind of stuff. So um, so that was a really big deal. And they settled they settled for, you know, multi millions and millions of dollars, even though there, there was actually never an actual study done on this. This was just over amount of different um, clients of this class action that kind of came together. They obviously settled outside of court. But once again, it was hundreds of millions of dollars. So 
kind of crazy stuff as far as the pharmaceutical industry comes. But um, once again, this is going to be a nasal spray. So it's kind of wild to see, you know, this is going to be injecting straight into your head. Um, just this, just a spray for depression. So obviously, you know, depression is no joke. It's a pretty, pretty big deal, especially in today's age. I feel like there's more and more kind of coming to the forefront of depression medications. I feel like that's something that a lot of different pharmaceutical companies are trying to get ahead of and try to create a drug for because it's such a big market. I think it's, you know, now more than ever now that, you know, I think that depression is actually taken pretty seriously amongst, you know, not only the the medical industry, but, you know, psychiatrists, all that kind of stuff. It, it's a very big deal right now. So, so, you know, as you kind of look at this, you know, um, there is a black box warning, which is, which is always kind of crazy for the actual depression. And, you know, as you read through the actual study, there was actually six patients in this, um, actual study that actually committed suicide as well from this. So, so, you know, there's, you know, it, even though it, it's getting approval, you know, as you kind of read through the actual study of it, it's kind of wild because it doesn't have a lot of, from what it sounds like, it just doesn't sound like it's, it's great. So, um, so currently available treatments for major depression are ineffective in 30% to 40% of patients. So you kind of hear that. It's like, well, how did this get approved? So, so it's, you know, I think this is something that even though it is approved that I think there's going to be a lot of kind of coming through, especially you look at the side effects, you know, this is going to be the big thing is, you know, as healthcare providers, you know, you start providing these antidepressants, even though it may be FDA approved, you know, as you kind of go through, you know, is it going to help your patients in the long term? You know, the side effects include like dizziness, nausea, vertigo, anxiety. Um, like lethargic blood pressure, you know, all kind of, you know, kind of normal stuff. But then you kind of get into the kind of different ones, which is obviously the ketamine family, which is, you know, you feel drunk, you know, decreased sensitivity, sedation and um, dissociation, a feeling of being temporarily disconnected from your body. So once again, the same kind of stuff that the street drug does, you know, the circle K, this kind of out of body experience, this actual nasal spray does as well. So, you know, it's going to give these patients high. So you kind of wonder, you know, well, what kind of, what kind of addiction is this going to cause? Because obviously if people are able to do this on the streets and this is what became real popular, you know, once you get something kind of legalized, you know, what's going to happen with this. So I know we, we kind of talked about the black box warning, but um, it's basically to alert patients um, of the risk of sedation and difficulty with attention of judgment and thinking disassociation. And then all, obviously the abuse and misuse, um, you know, the, the, but in this, the big thing was six patients who were taking the drug died. Um, so I think that's a huge deal to, to kind of focus on whenever you look at some of this stuff. And then once again, you kind of go back to this, the 30 to 40%, it was, it just didn't work. So, um, in actually relieving the depression state. So once again, this is, I just saw this, it kind of sparked my interest is, you know, ketamine was a really big thing, especially as I was kind of going through college, you know, I, I heard about all the time people going to raves. I lived in Vegas for, for, uh, for a couple of years. And, you know, that was always a big thing whenever people went out to clubs, you know, Molly was a big one back in the day. But also, you know, the special K drug um, was, a, was a really, really big one. You hear about people kind of doing that and then going out to, you know, the Encore, you know, all the, all the different kinds of stuff and getting real rowdy out there. But once again, the, the conversation was it was just this kind of insane experience, especially, you know, you know, with raves, there's all, the, you know, there's obviously a lot of dancing, you know, after the raves, there's, you know, usually a lot of, you know, kind of sexual things that are going on. And then you're kind of, you know, you're still kind of in this drug state. So you're basically floating above your body in, in the mental standpoint. So once again, kind of crazy, um, 
just in that regard. And then once again, the biggest piece that I kind of look at as well is what's this cost going to be? You know, it's brand new that just got to the market. You know, what's the cost going to be? So generally comparable with other specific mental health drugs, um, it's going to be anywhere from $590 to $885 per treatment session. Um, and then once again, it's also based on the dosage, but you know, you kind of look at that, it's like, man, it's, it, they're definitely going to be squeezing as much as they can out of the patient. And, you know, whenever they went through and, you know, what is it going to be actually approved for? When is it going to be approved for insurance? You know, you have to fail three to four other depression medications before this will be approved. So as you kind of peel back the layers of what is this going to be in the long term of it, you know, it's like, it's, you know, how long is this going to be able to be out before there's an actual, you know, a lawsuit against this because I guarantee you there's going to be numerous people that get on this as soon as it comes out because it's going to be the new hot thing to fight um, depressants and then you know they're in the in the actual side effect profile it is suicidal thoughts that, that's part of it so anytime that's in the in, that's in the side effects you know I know pretty much every depressant ha- or any antidepressant has that in it but you know you kind of throw that into this you know this basically like feeling drunk you know feeling out of your body experience and then you also add into this thought of suicide it's going to be it's going to be i think a little bit of a hairier situation once that once it kind of comes to the mainstream so i did just want to briefly touch on that i found it i found it pretty pretty just um eye-catching that the fda had approved a cousin of um the ketamine especially just in the 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 pharmaceutical industry right now just because i feel like everything is being so washed anything that people can get addicted to anything that's going to cause harm to a person or you know obviously something that's going to cause um like suicidal kind of stuff is usually a really really big deal right now so i did want to touch on that and then um i want to move into some college basketball today as well um there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on i wanted to want to go through is you know once again i talked about this you know in, in my fantasy football league we're gonna kind of do our draft position based off of the actual brackets and you know how good you do and and all that good stuff so I wanted to go through and the big thing is I want to focus on the ACC today Um, you know Virginia sitting at two Duke at three North Carolina at five you know those are you know they got three of the top five teams but if you really look at it you know is Virginia going to crumble again they're they're playing killer defense. They looked fantastic the other night Um, you know once again they're, they're looking good again you know they're 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 kind of peaking at the right time. So same kind of idea, you know, they, they went into the tournament last year, same kind of way. They went on an extreme high note and then they lost to a 16th seed. Never happened before. So, you know, what, what what's to expect? Cause you've seen them kind of fall already this year as well. And then you look at Duke, Duke should have lost tonight to, to wake forest, you know, um, JT Barrett's killer. Um, you know, he's, he's just, but he's their offense essentially. You know, there's a couple guys that are kind of picking up, you know, Redding, um, you know, he stepped up, he had a couple threes tonight, but you know, overall that is basically the offense is JT Barrett at this point. And once you get, once again, you get into the, get into the tournament, you know, people do like a box and one, you know, they minimize his point scoring to only to a certain degree. The guy's a, an, an amazing basketball player. He's going to be a great pro. Um, but you minimize that to a certain degree. You know, I, once again, I don't see the, the blue devils going past, you know, the sweet 16. I just don't see that possible. Um, once again, just my standpoint, I think North Carolina is a sleeper in, in it. I think they're peaking at the right time. Just like always, they always do these late runs. You know, they, they lose to stupid teams throughout the year. You know, that's that just kind of how they do. And then and all of a sudden they hit the tournament. It's like a brand new team. So I could see them making a run in it. Um, and then once again, I wanted to kind of focus on two teams that I think are pretty interesting as you kind of look at look at it as it goes a little bit more, which is Florida State, which is 15, Virginia Tech, which is 16. They just went into overtime 
Um, I actually don't have the final score of that one right now. But once again, both these teams are very similar. They Sometimes they score a lot of points. Sometimes they can't hit a three to save their life. So they're kind of these up and down teams. But when they lose, they pretty, they lose pretty bad. They lose by 15, 20 points. It's, pretty, it's a pretty consistent thing. So I think one of these teams, I could see them getting hot, you know, making it through a couple rounds and kind of being a surprise in everybody's, everybody's kind of bracket is they'll probably be they're more than likely going to be in this five seed range. You know, that's probably where they're going to be at. So you kind of look at them being, you know, they're both being five seeds. Always, there's always the five twelve upset. Always. So I could see one of these teams making a run. I could see the other one actually crumbling in that first round. So once again, it's going to be kind of one of those pick your poisons kind of moments. And it's also going to be interesting to see what happens to them in the ACT, ACC tournament um, as they move right along. Um, and then just kind of want to move into just some of the smaller divisions. I feel like this year it's, it's kind of odd, you know, like Warford, 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 whatever the fuck their name is. They're actually light. They're actually ranked the Terriers. Um, you know, once again, this, I'm, you know, I've, I've never known them to be an actual legit basketball team. So they're kind of coming out of nowhere. But, you know, they beat South Carolina by like 20 points this year. So, you know, the team can obviously ball. They're beating major schools. They got some great opportunities. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see what kind of happens with them. Um, you know, that's one team to watch. I think Buffalo is another one. Buffalo started off the season real hot. I think they were up to like ranked like maybe like 12 at one point. Um, one of my buddies, he, he actually went to Buffalo. He's a hardcore Buffalo fan. Um, and, you know, he's, you know, I, I sent him screenshots you know maybe like the third week into the season I was like Buffalo's ranked like 12th so kind of shocking once again one of these smaller divisions but you know it's good for basketball to see these guys teams that you wouldn't expect necessarily be great um kind of making a run and they play exciting basketball they get up and down the court um you know the record's 27 and 3 you know once again they don't they don't necessarily play the hardest competition obviously but you know once again they get up and down the court I could see this team being a very very exciting team to watch once it comes to the actual playoff time so definitely a great team to watch there and then um I talked about both these schools a little bit earlier one of them Nevada they're ranked 17 currently um they lost to Utah State um actually at Utah State I think it was an overtime they lost a very close game um but Nevada is one of these teams they play really good defense they're pretty stringent but the Mountain West is just terrible like you know the, every team in there is just not fantastic I watched I watched a Colorado State game and they look like they're moving in slow motion playing San Diego State like every single team just looks like they're so much slower so um, with that being said, you know, they, they play good defense, but you kind of match that up to their competition. I don't I do not think the Mountain West teams are going to do fantastic just because they've been playing kind of garbage competition. Um, and then Utah State, you know, their team, they've been playing really good at home. But once again, once they get out, they, they're going to play one of these better schools. You know, Utah State's more than likely going to be one of these like seven, eight seeds playing somebody very comparable in their actual um actual I guess talent range I guess is the best way to say it um you know I think they're gonna have a hard time moving on past the first round but you know once again you know you see them kind of get, get get in these runs where they start hitting threes and they kind of get a run at, at things you know I could see them pushing but another team that I, I don't think much is going to happen from there um, and then I wanted to wrap up just with the actual Big 12 because this is this is one that I think is kind of shocking me a little bit just simply because, you know, always Kansas always wins that. Kansas is basically always a one seed. It always comes in like that. But Kansas this year, they cannot win a game on the road. They just cannot win a game on the road. And if you can't win a game on the road, I, I just think you have a hard time winning in the tournament because every game is a road game. So... I think that's that's one team that you know they might have an early out. I think this year there's some there's some really top heavy schools. I think Texas Tech out of the Big Twelve has a great shot to make a run. Once again, real exciting. They can shoot the shit out of the ball. Um, and Texas Tech travels really well. 
all over the country, no matter where they play, they always have a good showing. Um, so I think I can see those guys making a run. And then once you kind of dig in a little bit deeper too, I think Texas is going to have a hard time making the actual conference. I think they're they're one of the first teams out currently. I think you know it's all going to come down to how they actually perform in the tournament. Um, so, and you know I'm actually a Texas fan, so kind of bummer there. But I think Kansas State is one team to really watch. They have they have a great senior. Um, I think his name's Wade. He, he's a great senior. He rebounds the ball. He can shoot the three well. And at the same time, they they have two great seniors. They have him, and they also have this other guy. I think his name's Brown. Um, just really solid seniors. They lead the team. They they never feel like any games out of focus. And their record's twenty three and seven. But Wade was actually out a good portion of the season because he had hurt an ankle. So if he can, you know, they say sometimes that ankle still bothers him. So if he can keep that ankle healthy, I think that is one team to really watch make one of these runs. You know, one of these one of these more than likely four seeds. You know, depending on how they do. You know, if they win that tournament, you know, the the Big Twelve tournament, you could see them sneaking up to maybe like a two seed, three seed. You know, but one of these teams that have a lot lot of opportunity to really push through and make some big big noise in the actual um in the actual tournament and now moving into the actual free agents especially on the defensive side of the balls where i want to focus on today just because you know in the draft you know we talk about there, there's so many great defensive candidates for coming out in this year's draft you know you have baby bosa who's going to be a monster um you know we, we talked about a bunch of defensive backs that are going to be out there you know devin white the the running back out of, or the sorry the linebacker out of lsu just absolutely ran out went out and ran a 4 40 which is insane as a linebacker so you know some great guys coming out of the draft and then you kind of look at some of these free agents some great talent you know Landon Collins is a great safety you know he's not much of you know the cover guy you don't see him getting a ton of interceptions you know he's not that Ed Reed type of guy but he's definitely come in the box smack you you know he's somebody you have to account for um, you know just one of those really solid safety type guys that you can count on to be in there you know he's good for you know anywhere from 80 tackles a year he's going to cause a couple fumbles and once again you no, know, he's not a great cover guy he has a great instinct for just being around the ball so anytime you have that you're going to come up with one or two interceptions and plus you know he stayed pretty healthy throughout his career so you know you kind of look at that so you know where is he going to end up I think there's a couple different couple couple different options you know I think I, I kind of see him probably staying in division as weird as that sounds I think the Redskins have money at it and I think there's a good chance that they actually cut ties with Norman maybe maybe cut him release him um, but once again they're they're a gritty team you know they're they lost um Swearinger because of that whole debacle with the team and you know him criticizing people and whatnot so you know he goes to Arizona so it opens up that spot you know once again that hitting safety spot and you know, I could see Lana Collins going there and you know getting a chance to play for the Redskins and once again the Redskins have a lot of cap space right now and you know they have to be able to stop the ball you know that, that's just what they're going to have to do they're not going to be a team this year that's going to be hitting it you know it's being cashing a ton of overs just more than likely just looking at the way their offense is going to be set up and you know who's going to be throwing the ball for them you know there could be a number of people that, that end up throwing the ball for them you know last year they got all the way down to Mark Sanchez you know and that just kind of lets you know who who they had playing quarterback and how many injuries they had last year so you know once again they're going to be kind of rebuilding on the offensive side of the ball so when anytime you have a rebuild on offense you want to make sure you have a good defense so I could see him going there you know once again hitting safety you know I, I really like that guy um and then I want to focus on the actual um, Baltimore Ravens. Two guys go, you know, to free agency. C.J. Mosley, you know, and the reason why C.J. Mosley is going to the open market, I, I don't necessarily think it's because the GM didn't want to pay him. But if they actually wanted to tag him, they were going to have to pay him, I believe, $15 million, which 
is way over the highest paying actual linebacker cost right now. So I think Keekley has the highest actual um, contract in the NFL, and it's right around $12 million, I believe. Bobby Wagner with the Seahawks, he's just short of a million, $11 million. So, you know, once again, that just tag was going to cost the Ravens too much. So I think they let him go to free agency. He'll probably test the waters. I think from just reading through it, it sounds like the Ravens have a lot of interest in re-signing him. I think if he leaves the Ravens, that's going to change the draft drastically because I think all of a sudden, you know, I don't care what anybody says, you know, that they have to have a great defense, especially their quarterback can't throw the ball more than 10 yards. He's a fantastic athlete, but once again, he's a very inconsistent passer. So with that being said, you're going to have to win games, you know, 17 to 13, you know, that's just the, the way the Ravens are going to have to win some games, especially with, you don't know who's going to be playing running back for him. Um, you know, I, I think they had to release one of the running backs because he got, he got in a really bad accident the in a midnight morning and he was going to be a free agent. So they just cut him. So, you know that they're, they're kind of in this weird limbo so they have to get a linebacker so I think that you're going to try to pull him back I you know and I don't know how he feels about with them not wanting to sign him because obviously he wants to go get paid you know he's a young guy he's coming off his uh, coming off a great season with them so I think that's going to be one guy to kind of watch and then you have um Eric Weedle which you know he he went to the Pro Bowl I believe three seasons with the the Ravens he's a six-time Pro Bowler he said that he doesn't want to play for another team he's going to retire if he ever gets released by the Ravens so that'll be someone to watch I could see him going back to the actual Chargers just simply because you know you know they said there was bad blood whenever he left because they didn't want to pay him and all this and all that but once again it, whenever you watch the actual um, Chargers play the play the Ravens you know there was just there was great respect between Philip Rivers and Eric Weedle I think I think with the way they actually play defense too they need another good safety they had a great draft pick in the last year's safety and then you know all of a sudden you were able to pull in a veteran like that I could see him maybe finishing up his career there maybe doing one more year maybe two more years down there in Seattle or um, San Diego so that's one guy, but I, I really like Eric Wheel. I think he's a true, a true excellent player. And plus, you know, I played safety, so you know, I have a, I have a soft spot for the guy. Um, and then the other guy I want to talk about is Trey Flowers with the Patriots. You know, nobody knows where he's going to go. You know, the Patriots are basically going to be like go test free agency. And they're going to do the same thing they did with Dante Hightower in 17. You know, they let him go test free agency. You know, we don't, you know, I don't think they wanted to ever lose Hightower. And it's, I think it's very beneficial that they didn't. But they're going to let Flowers go test free agency, go see what's out there, see what kind of money he can make, and see if it's worth leaving actual the Patriots. Now, I actually think Flowers is going to leave. Um, I think one of the most popular teams right now is actually the Dolphins. So if he goes to the Dolphins... That's you know I think I think that that's an instant upgrade for the Dolphins on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know I think he's one of the most you know underrated players, but he he does everything. You know he he plays. You know he's probably most effective in a three four, but you know he can play a four three and be on that outside still because he's fast enough to play. And you know he's a great scheme guy. So um, so once again, if he goes to Miami, it'd be kind of interesting because then he'll still be playing the the Patriots twice a year, especially with the way the Patriots um, kind of run their offense with a lot of dump passes out out in the backfield and whatnot so kind of an interesting thing there um but once again the 17 million dollars a season is what he's going to be kind of looking for and which i believe that's around the tag that he would have got so so it'll be kind of interesting to see what he kind of signs with i do like that i think you know you kind of look back to chandler jones he went to arizona he's playing for you know i live in arizona and the cardinals are terrible so you know it's once again like do you want to leave and go make more money and maybe play for a terrible team or do you want to maybe take a little bit of a pay cut and have a chance to win the super bowl every year so that's one guy to watch, especially with, once again, you, how is this going to impact the actual NFL? 
draft necessarily with you know if the Patriots lose him all of a sudden are they going to be in need of that kind of refill spot so those are the guys I want to talk about. Those are those are just I think some of the bigger name guys, and plus just I think some of the most popular guys. You know, you talk about fantasy, um, fan favorites. You know, Eric Weedle, even though he's he's coming to the end of his career, I think he's going to be one of the biggest guys that you know that the people really pay attention to, just because he is he is kind of a namesake. Especially he was in, he was huge whenever he played for San Diego, big guy when he plays in Baltimore. So wherever he goes, you know, fans tend to kind of like him. Um, and then I'm not going to focus too much on the Houston guys. I think more than likely there's a good chance that both those guys get signed i think um the honey badger really wants to go back to houston i think they're going to find a way to make the money work for him and then obviously they they threw a tag on um on clowny but you know i, I think more than likely they're going to get a long-term deal signed just you know the bucks today they got their left tackle signed um which it's kind of funny as you read through that yeah the bucks re-signed donovan smith they threw a tag on him and they sign him which you know, he signed about a $41 million deal over the next three years. And I kind of find it funny because Cameron Jordan, the defensive end for the Saints, of course, he tweets about it, you know, food solidified for another three years now. Come on back, brother. I mean, fuck the guys in the bottom 11 worst tackles in football. And he just got a 20 or a $41 million deal with 27 million guaranteed just once again, it's, it's how bad are the offensive tackles that you sign one of the, uh, one of the 11 worst for that kind of money it's once again i'm a i'm a fan of of football i'm a fan of the bucks but man it's sometimes you just take a swift kick in the nuts and you're like oh it's not getting much better so so those are the defensive guys that i want to talk about today i i once again i i like it you know a little bit of a tangent on um on the bucks signing kind of tough kind of tough apples for me i was hoping we'd hope we'd sign him to a year deal and then we'd kind of be on our way with him um maybe get another guy in a trade or something like that but you know no luck there so that's pretty much all I have for you guys. I hope you guys are enjoying this. You know, I, I enjoy putting them out. I, you know, if anything, I'm just kind of talking to myself, kind of stuff that interests me, stuff that I kind of see throughout the day. Um, you know, just kind of one side note as far as the business business acumen. Um, weed stocks have been they were rated one of the most volatile stocks in all the entire stock market. But once again, get pumped up. Um, my CGC is well over forty seven dollars now, so hopefully that keeps on rising. Um, my father in law he invested in Aurora, and he made you know he made fifty cents a share i think he bought a couple hundred shares so you know people making a little bit of money here and there you know i think i think it's going to be it's going to continue being pretty volatile as these stocks start to kind of increase in value you know um i think chronos got up to its highest of the 52 week mark um so it's kind of it's just interesting that i'm fascinated with it i definitely have a little bit of well i actually have a lot of skin in the game but once again kind of paying attention to it is is kind of it makes it all the more fun just like betting on a basketball game a football game you know once you have a little bit of skin in the game you're going to be paying attention to it kind of rooting for it one way or another so and even martha stewart i think is coming out with like cookbooks for cgc and they're coming up with the nhl wants to get the wants to do some concussion protocol and pain stuff with with marijuana so it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting next i would say anywhere for you know month to 26 to 26 weeks of what kind of happens so once again i pay attention to it very closely making sure that you know i don't lose too much money or gain too much money all at once so um so that's more of a day trading thing that i'm doing with that one than than a long-term investment but that's just one thing that I've been paying attention to. Um, and then just another, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here, but just, you know, I, I, I've been, I've been reading up on the stock market and there's actually 
Clorox is actually a great actual investment right now as their dividends might go up to 96 cents per share. So if you're a, if you're a, if you're a uh, dividend, um, if you like to have dividends in your actual portfolio, which, you know, I, I believe you should probably have a good portion of them. I, you know, right around like 30 to 40%, I think is very healthy to have a div- dividend actual investment. Um, I know Verizon, Clorox, those are both, um, both really, really good actual stocks to be invested in. I think um, Verizon is 46 cents a share for your dividends. So once again, it's it's just ways to make money every quarter. You know, you kind of, you buy a bunch of shares, you know, the, the stocks are always pretty consistent. You're not having huge swings up or down, you know, you kind of pay attention to the market, um, but you're getting some good dividend prices every every actual um, quarter. So just some information there, um, kind of a little bit of a side note. I know that has nothing to do with what we were talking about before, but just kind of some of the stuff that I was kind of paying attention to. But once again, I hope you guys are enjoying this. Hope you guys get something out of it. Um, if anything else, I hope it kind of entertains you guys while you're driving to work, sitting at home, not doing anything or, or whenever you guys listen to it, but I hope you guys get something out of it. Um, and that's all I have for you guys. I will leave another one out here on Sunday. And once again, if you guys have any, anything that you guys want me to talk about, just go ahead and DM me on the Instagram, um, at Coop's Chalk Talk. Please tell your friends to listen, subscribe. Um, definitely getting more and more people listening. It's kind of, it's always, it's always good to see that number keep going up. But, um, but yeah, once again, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and, um, I will talk to you guys later. Thanks.